The comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, The comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now, here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. Well, thank you, Emily, and you can always tell when we're live, because we're always live, because I make a mistake and then I don't, it doesn't get fixed. Uh, To be honest with you, I just don't agree with that. So, uh, you get what you get, and that's us, and uh, we ought to be honest enough to say, oops, push the wrong button. So we're good now. Mac McCoy, this is The View from a Pew here on your local radio station. As well as all around the world, you have to search The View from a Pew. And you got to get that right. The View from a Pew. View and Pew are highly used in Christian media. So I'm the only one that has The View from a Pew. And whether you're on your uh, pod site, whatever it may be, whether you're on YouTube, uh, you put that in there. And also, we now have, as of 2024, our own Roku channel. And that's exciting because Roku um, is, is on, believe it or not, Roku is the highest used, and I'm going to use an Amazon term here, but Fire Stick. You know, you've got all these different uh, HDMI plugins, and they're called different things. Well, Roku actually has theirs built into a lot of televisions. Doesn't cost anything more. And Roku is kind of known for their um, ground, uh, what am I trying to say? Very homemade. Uh, Yeah, there's some stuff on Roku that's professionally made. I, I understand that. We're not when you watch this. The only reason we have cameras is just to show you that this is who we are and what we do. We're very transparent. A lot of homegrown stuff on Roku. So if you get the Roku channel, um, it's a, I think it's a great investment. Uh, I've had Roku for, I've had Roku since 08. So even before anybody was plugged in in HDMIs, in fact, when I had Roku, it plugged into where the antenna plugged into. But if you have that channel, I think you'll find some really neat programming on it. All right, so my guest uh, for this series, we're going to do a series of four programs for you. And it's on uh, God and Jesus. Correct. Right? And this is, what does the Bible say about God and Jesus? And my co-host, as always, is Gary Hutchins. He's with Sunny Slope Church, and those uh, folks meet at 9.30 for a Bible study on Sunday, 10.30 for a service, and then uh, 6 p.m. for a service that night, and also Wednesdays at 6.30. And their church is called Sunny Slope Church of Christ, about a block north of 108th and Maple here in Omaha. And you've got a special little series coming up on uh, March 17th through the 20th, which is perfect for somebody to invite somebody to church. Absolutely. And it's really just basic. It's just going to be, how do I, the theme is going to be come to Jesus. And that's not just a surface level kind of, you know, touchy-feely theme. It's 
people are out there searching. You know, I, I know a particular individual who thinks he can't be forgiven because of some of the things he's done in his past life. In fact, I know a couple of fellows like that. Let me assure you, God is waiting for you to come to him through Jesus yeah. for forgiveness and salvation. There is nothing, and you always correct me if I'm wrong because you're the, you're, you're the smart one here, but there is nothing you can do that God will not forgive you. In fact, I heard a sermon the other day. I'd be, I'd be interested to see what you think about this. I heard a sermon the other day that once Jesus gives you the free gift of salvation, even if you deny him and push him away, he will not remove that gift from you. Because if he gave it to you, he knew that you were going to probably push back at some point. And he also knows then you'll return to him. Now, do you, is that follow theologically your... I don't think that's what the scriptures say accurately. Okay, you know. okay. what do you think they say? Well, the, the scriptures actually give examples of Christians who walked away from Jesus after becoming Christians, and Ananias and Sapphira. Yeah. Know? Now, that's a classic. Now, God struck them dead because they were lying to not just the apostles, but they were lying to the Holy Spirit. And, you know, if God struck them dead, that's judgment. Yeah. You know, so that, I, that's kind of really judgment. <laughs> yeah, well, um, but you, you are exactly right. Um, people who decide that whatever they've done is so bad God can't forgive them, you're underestimating God. You're underestimating the love and the relationship he wants to have with you. Now, also, the apostle Peter wrote... And this is where, again, God doesn't just give us the opportunity. He longs for us to come back to him. Yeah. Even if we've come to him and then walked away, he wants us to come back. But we have to do the coming back. You know, it, it, it's, it's as uh, the scriptures say, except you repent, you're going to perish. And, and so Peter wrote in, 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 in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9, God is long-suffering toward us. I mean, that's a great word talking about continual patience, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so he wants us to come back. Yeah, God doesn't sit upstairs like a, a, a circus barker telling you they have this wonderful thing, come, come, and come into the tent, and we'll show you how wonderful we are. And it's all a fraud, or it's all a fake. Yeah. <laughs> Gods, I want you. Yeah, absolutely. I made you. You come. And, yeah, so, all right. Well, this will be a fun four-part series talking about uh, God and Jesus coming back to Jesus. Oh, that evangelistic series. That is March 17th through the 20th. Correct. Wednesday through Sunday. Yes. At Sunny Slope. No, Sunday through Wednesday. Sunday through Wednesday, right. right? At Sunny Slope Church of Christ, no cost, free to everybody. Yeah. And uh, it sounds like to me from the a title of it, if you've got that neighbor that every once in a while will ask you about your your love of Jesus and they're not really uh, uh, victimized and that's why, uh, that's why they don't t- say bad things about Jesus, but if they could just hear what he was really about, just hear the gospel. And it sounds like this would be a good thing to invite that neighbor to. Really basic, yeah. 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 Neil Pollard is actually going to be the guest speaker. Um, and I believe he's done some television work as well, if I remember correctly. But 
he's not in this area. So, I mean, you know, it's not like somebody says, oh, yeah, I, I you know, I met him the other day, you yeah. know. But he's, he's coming in very, in a very specific, special way. We invited him in. We want him to come and bring this series. And so that's Sunday, the 17th of March. Yes. Through Wednesday, the 20th of March. Correct. So mark it on your calendars, and we'll tell you about it uh, much more as uh, Gary joins us here for the next four shows. All right, talk to me. What's this deal with God and Jesus? They're the same, right? Basically, yes. We're you know we're talking about God the Father and God the Son, and we could also say God the Holy Spirit. Yep. And what I want to get across to people is, and and this is a series of studies that we plan to do together, Mac about the very basic fundamentals of Christianity. And when I first when I first you know presented this series a number of years ago, I thought I'm just I'm just covering basics here. The response was overwhelming. It just yeah. blew me away because I thought well, this is basically what people should know and I'm just helping to reinforce that in their minds. What obviously struck a chord that needed to be struck. Well, and and I w- from coming to your church several times, I would say this is kind of the foundation of your church. Absolutely, just uh, basic, uh, which basic is not simple. It just means basic, Jesus one hundred and one. Yeah, and and God, Jesus. You know, here here's the thing: people have to start on the foundation level. How do I, you know, you know, some people, they, they, ver- they rarely read the Bible. So they decide one day something strikes them, they're going to open up the Bible, they're going to read a little scripture. And then they walk away confused because they didn't understand right. what they read. Right. Well, well, yeah, do you open up a book and read it from the middle or page yeah. 100? You know, yeah. you start at the beginning. Yeah. Either God is or God is not. That's the most basic of all Bible teachings, God. Yeah, what does C.S. Lewis say? Either he's the most important thing on the planet that ever happened, or he's the least important. But there's nothing in the middle. Nothing in the middle, you know, and you have to come to understand. And, and don't just base that upon something you read in the newspaper or a magazine or you heard in a, an eight-minute blurb on some, you know, documentary section of a news program get into the Bible and, and examine what it says based upon what you can now know with, with absolute certainty. Either God is or God is not. And if somebody says, well, I, I don't think God is. Now, you keep hearing on TV in all of these, all of these uh, sitcoms or series or even going to the movies, it, it strikes me how frequently a main character will say when it comes to belief in God. One of the characters brings up God, you know, in a certain situation. He's, and then the main character will say, well, I'm not really into that. Yeah. Or I'm not really sure about that. Yeah. You know, um, and, and sometimes they'll say, well, I follow science. Well, let me tell you, God invented science. Yeah, I was going to say. Science does not contradict God. Science points to God. And what, if you say, well, I'm not sure about God or I don't believe in God, um, what do you do then about the synchronous way that the universe works together. Oh, yeah. I mean... That, that obviously points to a design, and design necessarily recognizes 
the existence of a designer. Well, what do you say when I don't I don't know the answer to this. So, what do you say when some uh, science person says, "Well, uh, our testing says the Earth is six million years old, and the Bible says it's six thousand. And so much of the so-called dating. You know, when somebody digs up a fossil or somebody, yeah. you know, they're examining a rock. Okay, so basic fundamental, you know, my first response is, uh, have you ever seen a one-day-old rock? <laughs> <laughs> what does a one-day-old rock look like? Yeah. You know, the, when you go to Genesis 1 and verse 1, and the Bible does not get any more basic than this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then it goes on and says the earth, the earth was without form and void. And then you see God bringing order to the earth and to the universe. Okay? Now, when, and again, when you start the dating process, you ignore, there's, there's a, a, a principle that is pretty much followed, I think, when it comes to dating geolog you know, geologically, the strata and all of that and the fossils found in the different strata levels. And it's called uniformitarianism. And what that means is they assume that everything has been either digressing or progressing at the same rate forever, basically. Okay. So the, the level of the strata, you know, it's all there. You know, all whatever amount of time this particular level of the geologic strata, you know, took to form and then be replaced by the next level and then by the next level, they assume that all happened on a uniformitarian basis. Well, that's not true. We know floods, for example, earthquakes, tsunamis, they change they change the face of the whatever part of the earth that they're that that they're attacking in a catastrophic way. Now, when you talk about the flood in Noah's day, you're talking about 40 straight days of not just rain. Yeah, pouring down rain. But beyond that, the text also says God opened the fountains of the deep. Yeah. So you're talking about earthquakes, almost certainly, uh, you know, volcanic eruptions. You're talking about tidal waves or tsunami after tsunami after tsunami. That's for 40 days and straight. And then it took a whole lot more time for God to bring the waters down off from the highest mountain peak all the way down to the valleys below. And, and so that would have catastrophically changed. Well, what do we do? Mount St. Helens. Yeah. I don't know if you've been to Mount St. Helens no, since it erupted. No, but I know what it, yeah. But I've been there. Okay. I've looked into the crater. I've seen, one thing I was impressed with was, wow, now they've obviously done a whole lot of reforestation because you look across the landscape and it's not what you expect to see. But that completely changed that landscape. Yeah. And that's one catastrophic event. Well, that's some of the things we're going to talk about here in this four series it's it's jesus 101 it's god and jesus and we're hoping that as you listen to these uh you'll also take the time to visit gary's church sunny slope church of christ 9 30 on sunday's bible study 10 30 service 6 p.m that night and then wednesday at 6 30 i'm mac mccoy if I haven't told you lately thanks for listening love this job couldn't do it without you right here from divine truth divine truth Where you'll find more